I have a question for you, my Chakra Girl radio listeners. Do you feel like you have a deep connection to your intuition, but you don't know how to use it? Almost like you know you're meant to be a healer of some kind, but you know you have so much healing you need to do on yourself first, and you have no idea where to start. Babe, if you are feeling those whispers from the universe and you're attracted to all the woo-woo things like crystals, tarot cards, you know, it's because your inner goddess knows you have a big purpose in this lifetime and she wants to show you how intuitive you really are. So the first step is to connect to your inner healer goddess archetype so that you can begin to remember those innate abilities and she's closer than you may think. So I've created a fun and easy quiz for you to tap into your subconscious and to really make a connection with your inner healing goddess archetype. And on the results page of the quiz, I'm giving you a list of exactly how to use your powers to heal yourself and to heal the collective. So go take the quiz today and get started on your goddess journey to healing yourself and elevating the collective. So go to quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. That's quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Welcome back, guys. It's Amberly here from the Shocker Girl Co. I just noticed that I never say that at the beginning of the podcast. So now I need to start. So here we are, another day, another amazing episode of Shocker Girl Radio. We are meeting Ange Simpson today. She is the founder of the Gratitude Project which is a collaboration of self-love tools for women. We all need more self-love. I've been really feeling this vibe lately and on the self-love tip, she is the real deal. She's a female health and happiness coach. She's a love-filled writer and speaker. She's a mom and she's your own personal cheerleader for well-being. We're talking about how to achieve real self-love, not just the surface stuff. She's honestly giving really amazing health and nutrition tips, which are so timely for me right now. And we're talking about how to face your demons and be a nice girl. (laughs) Doesn't come naturally to me. So I'm excited for this episode because Ange actually really kicked my butt into gear and made me realize again that there's no excuse to not cook. (laughs) I've been dining out and I mean, not, you know what? My husband and I love to wine and dine. I don't want to feel guilty about that, but we just need to minimize it a bit and maybe not door dash enough. I actually really love, um, cooking now. Like why not find something in a recipe book, have fun with it. And I actually am obsessed with the Oshi Glows cookbooks, not sponsored, but open to it. You guys should check it out. She has some really good uh, recipes online, but I do love the book. I love having the actual cookbook in front of me. I don't know if I'm the only one, but anyways, here's the chakra tip of the week. It might sound obvious, but it's to meditate every day. Okay. It's the little things that you do every day that make a difference. And we were talking about that in the Michelle money episode. And I've really been carrying that around with me because it's just those little tiny things you do every single day that make the hugest changes. Um, I was doing this meditation. So I've been, I did a Kundalini teacher training and then I did this other Kundalini, um, kind of like DIY self-study program. And it had me doing like this 40-day meditation challenge. And it was with a mantra or sorry, yeah, like a mantra chanting situation. And I was like listening to this song that had the mantra in it and using that as my daily meditation for 11 minutes. And you know what? It just wasn't 
cutting it for me. I need to do a silent meditation or a guided meditation, but with a song going, my mind just kind of wanders. So it just wasn't working for me. So I've just realized like the tiniest little shift. So I'm still doing that. I'm still sticking, you know, sticking to the 40 day challenge, but I'm doing that one at night and just listening to the song in bed. My husband loves it. He starts snoring as soon as it starts. And then I punch him and try to make him move over. It's a whole, it's a whole thing we do. And, um, so yeah, I've been listening to that song at night and then in the morning, I'm just, I just got to do my own thing. I get my crystals, I've got my sage. And so what I'm trying to say is you need to find a meditation that works for you. Guided meditations. I know when I first started meditating, were like the bomb and do people still say that? Probably not. Um, but they really helped me just be able to focus. So if you haven't really been meditating or you don't really know about it, or you just feel like you can't like quite quiet your mind, I totally suggest guided meditations. And on that tip, I have something for you guys. This week, we are running a contest. So if you listen to this episode, subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast five stars, write a review for the podcast. Okay, this is a lot. Comment on your favorite episode and then DM me and let me know that you did that all. You can win a Chakra Girl meditation bundle. So what it is, is there are eight meditations, one meditation that is for cleansing all of your chakras and then one meditation for each chakra. These are literally the meditations that I've used for a few years now to literally change my life. And I went from crying on the sofa about hating my job to creating a multi six figure business in like two and a half years. And I shut you not, these meditations were a huge freaking part of it. Cleansing your energy, doing these little things every day, checking in, getting grounded every single day. That's how you create mindfulness. That's how you open up to the downloads and guidance from the universe. So you've got to do it guys. And why not meditate with me every day? I think I'm fun. I know what I'm doing. You guys will love it. So again, all you have to do, you're listening now. So just hit the subscribe button party open, leave a review, rate five stars, comment on your favorite episode with something nice. And then you just have to go to Instagram, find me at the chakra girl co. You could follow me too. That'd be nice. And just shoot me a DM and let me know that you are done. I'll make sure that you did all the steps and then you are entered to win. I'm choosing them at random. Not everyone can win, but if you comment or you DM me, I'm going to leave you a nice message. I'll reply to you and we'll just be friends. That's what this is all about, guys. Community, connections, making Shocker Girl friends. Okay. So pumped to get into this episode. Honestly, you guys, it's like this is a really, really good one. So I'm really excited. Loving you guys and enjoy the episode. Welcome everyone to Shocker Girl Radio. So excited to have Ange Simpson here, founder of Gratitude Project. It is a collaboration of growth self. Okay, hold on. <laughs> say that right. <laughs> and take two. And take two. I, I, I realized that I didn't say the gratitude project and then that threw That's me that. off. <laughs> I like somehow skipped the word. Okay. Uh, so good. Take two. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. Here today with Ange Simpson, founder of The Gratitude Project, which is a collaboration of self-love tools for women. She is a female health and happiness coach. She's a love-filled writer and speaker, mom of two girls, and your very own personal cheerleader for well-being. And if you just have a look at her life, you want to learn everything from her. Trust me. Um, she coaches women one-on-one. -on -one. She offers online programs on nutrition and gratitude and basically 
basically tells you how to live an amazing life. She works with big hearted females who feel like they've lost or are yet to have found that golden light in life that makes them feel whole. And she brings them back home to happiness. She's a total babe and is playing such an important role in bringing women back to self-love. So happy to have you here. Welcome, Ange. Oh my gosh, you make me sound so good. I want to meet me. <laughs> you are good. You are good. It's like the best intro ever. Yay. <laughs> so good to be here though. Thank you for having me. Of course. So what we want to do is we want to like pop in some real quick rapid fire questions about just getting to know you so that we can kind of just break the ice and see the real Ange. How does that sound? I'm so ready. Okay. Take it. <laughs> so do you have a morning practice? Um, I just have to cut all my children. That's pretty Aww. much it. When you have kids and I have like a one-year-old and a toddler, it's, it's hard to have rituals and, and routines. I try to have them, but mostly it's just get cuddles in. Get in the cuddles. I love that. So what is your favorite spiritual or self-love development stuff of the moment? Is it like a podcast or a book or a product, anything? I am just really getting into tapping. I sort of have always looked into like EFT and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if that's really spiritual, but you know, it's like totally development. It's yeah. Yeah. It's, and I'm like, I'm, I've always heard of it, but never really looked too deep into it. And I don't know, suddenly I'm obsessed. It's all I do in my spare time is watch like YouTube videos on tapping and I've just started a tapping course. I'm like, I want to be an expert in tapping now. I feel like it's going to change the world. <laughs> it is so good. Do you watch Brad Yates? No. Oh my gosh. He's like this like geeky dad type guy, but he does all these tapping videos and I'm like obsessed with him. I have like a secret crush on Brad Yates, but he does mostly (laughs) like, he he literally does tapping for anything. Like if you you just type in like Brad Yates tapping for money or whatever, then all these different things will come up. You have to check out Brad Yates. I'm doing it. I'm going to do it after this. (laughs) And Gala Darling too. She has a lot of cool. Yes. I actually spoke in an event with her like last month. She's amazing. She is. Everything. Everything. Yes. She's so great. I've I've been doing some spiritual cleansings for her as well. She's the best. Amazing. Who is your current girl crush? Oh my God. I've got so many. A lot of them are my friends. (laughs) So I have this thing where whenever I have a girl crush on someone, I seem to manifest a friendship with them. Um, I did it when a few years ago, I had a girl crush on one of my now best friends, Melissa Ambrosini. And I was like, oh my God, she's such a babe. She's so in the world that I'm just obsessed with. And I love her. And then we just randomly connected. Um, just through seeing each other at events. And then she reached out when I had some health issues and we became besties. And then another friend of mine, there's a show over here called Master Chef, And I used to be obsessed with it. And this girl Kira was on it and we actually live a street away and she's become one of my really good friends. I just have this thing where I, yeah, I get a girl crush and then I manifest a friendship. So I'm going to be really strategic about the next one and get a girl crush on like someone like really fun and like they live somewhere across the world so maybe you maybe Hello. you can be my next girlfriend yeah. and then I can come visit you yes. I'll the Canada. Visit each other yeah I think we did it was meant to be it was totally meant to be um okay obsessed with Melissa Ambrosini too I actually funnily ironically enough just started reading her second book so good. It is oh so God. good. It's like, I feel like it came at the perfect time for me. So I pre-ordered it like a long time ago, like way yeah. before it was available in Canada. And then it just arrived at my door last week. And I was like, oh, good timing, Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. She's amazing. Oh, good. Awesome. What is your go-to cocktail order? I don't really drink alcohol. So if I ever do go out, I know I'm a weirdo, um, I get like a vodka and sparkling water with lime because I figured that if I am going to drink, I want to stay hydrated. And I feel like cocktails are like a lot of sugar and a lot of hangover. So okay. that's, a, that's a boring one for me. That's why I asked you because I was like, what is the healthy drink? But I figured, <laughs> I figured that's what it was. I thought maybe you'd have some other hack. But... <laughs> I guess the the trick is that people that are healthy just don't drink. (laughs) Just just drink water. Just vodka water. Yeah. Spiky water. Good to know. Okay. What is your current beauty obsession? 
I'm just all about like highlighter and being glowy. I feel like we went through such a like phase of girls just being so caked up and matte was like a thing for so long. And I just love that now everyone's getting into like that shiny, dewy skin. It's all about clean skin for me. That's where I feel like I'm at. I hope. I love that. I actually just bought, um, do you know the brand Herbivore? Yeah. Yeah. I just bought their, it's a lapis, uh, face oil and I put it on, I use like, just like a tinted moisturizer. And I'm like, even that isn't shiny enough. I want to be shiny. So I put like this oil (laughs) over top of my makeup. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. (laughs) Gotta shine it up. Um, okay. What is a guilty pleasure that you think most people don't do? Um, I think that my guilty pleasure is binge watching movies produced by, and I'm going to forget her name. Yeah. Like, okay. So the people that will understand are the people that love movies, like the intern and it's complicated, like anything with like Meryl Streep or Diane Keaton that's made like nowadays. And they always have my dream home. And literally on Sunday I was feeling really unwell and I think I binged watched like four movies and I was just looking up producers and oh that new Reese Witherspoon one that came out a little while ago home again I watched that like I watched it three times like just had it on the background yesterday I'm like my guilty pleasure is like dreaming that I live in those homes in yeah the <laughs> all the chick flicks in the U.S. All the chick flicks. yeah 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 exactly <laughs> Amazing. So let's talk about the Gratitude Project. It is such a beautiful freaking brand and with such an amazing message. Can you tell us a little bit about your mission? Look, I think my mission changed over time. I started the page and I started everything really selfishly just to get myself healthy. Um, I just had my first little girl and I was like, I'm best, binge eating chocolate. I I don't know. I just, I needed something for me. And I also needed a creative project because I felt like becoming a mom, you lose a lot of what kind of is just for you. Like the moms listening will understand all of a sudden, like your life is dedicated to this tiny human and you're like, oh my gosh, I need something for me again. Um, And so I started it just like for me, just like, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to study you know, an integrated nutrition and, and see where that takes me, but really just do it to get myself healthy. And then I remember halfway through my studies, I was listening in on a coaching call, like a teaching call. And, um, someone had this really great epiphany and all of a sudden, like in my heart, I was like, Oh my God, imagine if I could be there helping someone have these moments, like helping someone to realize their greatness and their potential. And so I decided to coach and it's kind of grown and evolved over time. I, I think it grows and evolves with me. I used to have um, like a phobia of females. Like if you had asked me to come on a podcast like three years ago, I would have been like, no, I'm scared of girls. I went to an all girls school. Girls are bitches. It's terrifying. But now I'm all about like these days for me, it's about getting women together and getting them to lift each other up. And I know that that's a lot of that is happening, but I also still see a lot of like behind the scenes, like backstabbing and bitching and bullying. And even on social media, you would get this, like I get shocked at the bullying that occurs. And I'm like, my page is about happiness. How, how on earth can I be getting messages like this? And so for me, it's like, I think if we put the energy into females really rising each other up and helping each other to become healthy and creating communities where well-being is essential it's kind of like that ripple effect will hopefully spread and the rest of the world will just get healthy and happy (laughs) that is so beautiful I love that you touched on how you were afraid of women because I was exactly the same way and I actually just posted something on Instagram saying that I'm a reformed mean girl and I think everyone I mean okay not everyone but I think a lot of people in high school and like god even in elementary school they kind of like, I mean, in my, I was mean because I had people being mean to me and you kind of, that's just the way you think it goes. And just posting that on Instagram, I had so many people message me being like, thank you for saying that. Like, thank you for like owning up to having been a mean girl because, um, you know, I think a lot of people kind of just, yeah, like even people that are coaches can still be mean girls and it's like no you gotta change (laughs) you like we're here well we're in this together yeah it's just a mask I feel like whenever your like initial reaction is to attack or like 
it's it's a mask it's like hurt people hurt people and if you're doing something like that then it's definitely because you're protecting yourself from something else you know totally 100% and I think it's just important for people that maybe were that person or you know are currently that person just kind of like take yeah. a look like take a look inside like there's no way like especially like god like all these internet trolls and everything it's like what is yeah. going, what's going on at home that you feel like you have to like be writing mean comments on things yeah and you've just got to send them love send them love send them sparkles and fairy dust and love and be like you got stuff going on and i hope that you can sort through it Yeah, exactly. Well, that's exactly what you have to do. It's like, yeah, like if someone sends, I know people have like sent me like mean things and I've just had to, yeah, you just have to like send them love. And obviously you're going to be upset at first, but you just have to kind of, okay, well, I always kind of look at it this way. Like the more haters I have, the more fans I have. So if I get a hater, then it just means I got that many more fans as well. Such a good way to look at it. I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about your journey to self-love. Like how did you overcome, you know, that fear of women? I think I'm still overcoming it. I think you, I, I think it's always like a constant journey and self-love and things like that. It's just, you know, I think it all started with just the awareness that something wasn't quite right. And like my story is kind of different. I feel like a lot of people in the wellness world, they have like this big like dramatic thing that happens you know a big like I don't know like a health crisis or like a breakup or like a job something they lose all their money whatever it might be and then they're like oh my god there's a better way and I sort of had just like a random like standing on the side of the road like calming my child down because she was crying in the car moment where I was like you know I have this incredible life and I'm constantly complaining I'm constantly like wishing things were better, wishing things were easier. And I'm not focusing on all the good that I have. And even in the moments that were quite dramatic, I was still like just feeling sorry for myself. And what I kind of realized was there's so many people who are living what would be a dream life for a majority of the world, but due to like the, either the pressures of social media or like, you know, peer groups or whatever it may be, they don't actually get to realize and enjoy how incredible their life is. And I was one of those people where I was like, oh my God, life is so good and all I do is complain. Like I have food, I have a roof over my head, I have people who love me, I have a child. Like so many people would give their right arm just to have a baby and the fact that I have now too is such a blessing but still I would be complaining. I was like, you know, we rented and I was like, we should own our house and, you know, my car's not fancy. I want to have a fancy car and -and so-and-so has a fancy car and you know, I want to go on more holidays, but I don't want to stay in like the usual hotel and say five star and like all the, like, I I just wanted to up level everything, but not in a way of being driven, just in a way of complaining that it should have been there for me. And I realized that that happened. And then I think it's just been through awareness and constantly checking back in with myself and my life and what maybe needs to improve, change or pivot and going, okay, let's work on that. And so I think that it's always going to be a work in progress. You know what I mean? Totally. It's like going from that feeling of like always grasping for something that's like right in front of you, but like keeps moving forward. And like, no matter what, you're just like not satisfied to being able to sit with where you are and be proud of where you are and look backwards and look how far you've come. But it's such a hard shift. It is such a hard shift. So hard. But it's it's just awareness. It's literally just go where am I at? Why am I thinking this way? And then because I'm obsessed with it, do some tapping. (laughs) Yeah. And then tap it all out. And I feel like, yeah. And I feel like too, like there's also part of you that has to like be grateful for having Mm -hmm. that drive. Cause it's like, okay, if I didn't want anything better, then I would never strive for more. So it's almost like you need to like, kind of look at it and be like, okay, I'm grateful that I have this drive. Thank you for always wanting more, but also chill the fuck out a little bit. You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I'm so glad you dropped the first F bomb. Oh yeah. Like, am I allowed to swear on this? Oh one? yeah, first of many. First of many. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I'm bad. Um, so sometimes when you kind of think of loving yourself, sometimes we're like, well, I'm doing all the right things. Like I'm meditating. I'm like eating well. And you think that you're doing all. You're kind of doing like all those surface things, but there's kind of this deeper inner mean voice like what tips do you have to kind of peel back the layers and like really love yourself I really think that 
people need coaches. I think that a lot of people are trying to do it all on their own. And I think that I see people going like, you know, people will message me and they'll be like, I'm meditating. I eat well. I journal, I do this, I do that, but something's still not there. And I just think that there needs to be a point where someone outside of you can give you a little bit of perspective because when you're in it, you're too close. And I think the issue with like just talking to a friend is my biggest thing is like a friend always wants the best for you. So like you'll notice like, you know, when people have a breakup and your friend is like, you're better than him. There's more fish in the sea. You know, he was an asshole anyway. They're saying all the things to make you feel better in the moment. Whereas, you know, like a coach or like a good coach or, you know, all coaches are good coaches. I don't want to be mean, but like a good coach will come in and say, you know, okay, well, you must be really upset about that. How are you feeling? Let's talk about it. Did you want that breakup to happen? Do you feel like it could have gone better? Do you feel like it could have gone worse? And instead of just like stroking you and being like, it's okay, you're better, you're better. It's like, okay, well, let's talk about what happened and what needs to happen to move you forward. Like at the end of the day, a coach is there to move you forward. That is our only objective. And I just feel like when you're doing all the things and nothing is happening, sometimes you just need someone outside of you to come in. So true. I think it's really hard for us to look at ourselves. Like it's always, and again, like how we were talking about like Mean Girls, how with Mean Girls, they're always kind of looking at how can I judge the people around me or blame the people around me. But like, and it's kind of like we carry that on and it's like, we still, if it's a, if it's a breakup or if it's things in the business aren't going right or things in life are going right, we have a tendency to blame the people around us because it's way fucking easier than like looking at your own shit and being like, Hey, what do I need to change? Like, cause it's, it's not easy. Blame, shame and justify. Yes. Yes, exactly. I know. The, I, the worst first, thing. Yeah. And I just kind of like, just kind of like, found shadow work and I don't even know if I'm doing it right but um just kind of like looking at like okay if there's something that I don't like about myself I'll be like okay like what like how like what am I mirroring or like or sorry if there's something like in a relationship that I don't like being like okay what am I how am I mirroring this like how am I manifesting being treated like this or how am I manifesting um you know not getting what I want and just really like not like blaming yourself for everything, but always looking at yourself first. And then I always try to like integrate it. Like I'll be like, okay, (laughs) like for one of my things, and I think I've talked about this before is I'm afraid that people will think that I'm like loud or I'm afraid people will think that I'm like obnoxious. So I'll think of like a celebrity or a character that's loud or obnoxious. And Mm -hmm. I'll like, I'll be like, oh, people, I always think of like Gloria for Modern Family. Oh my God. Yes. I love and that. I'll be like, okay, people love her. So, so maybe it's okay that I'm loud and obnoxious. So they're totally kind of, okay. like, there kind of has to be a level of being like, okay, yeah, obviously you need to like, there's certain things about you have to change and certain things about you that, you know, have to shift, but it's also about like loving yourself where you're at and like accepting it and just like integrating it. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. I love think that that is such a good idea. Like think of someone who holds those qualities in a positive way. I'm like totally using that every day of the week now. <laughs> totally. It's kind of fun. So I was at a retreat. I, I didn't make this up. So her name is Marla Mattinson and mm-hmm. she's like a love and relationship coach. Um, and she was like a guest speaker at an event that I went to and she had us like write down all of our negative qualities and then name them. So I would be like negative Nelly or like I don't know, defensive Delilah, (laughs) things like that. And then, um, yeah, it just kind of like, it's like, if you can't laugh at yourself and you're like constantly shaming yourself and making yourself feel like shit, then all of those things you don't like about yourself are going to get worse. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. So what are the kind of things that you're, what are the kind of shifts that your clients see in working with you? Oh my God, there's so many different things. And I think they have evolved as I have as a person as well, where, you know, in the beginning, it was really a lot around food. Like when I started coaching, I loved working with people around food and their food stories and, you know, the emotional eating and the binge eating and things like that. And then it sort of has gotten a lot more into empowerment and self-belief and confidence. I think that so many women are holding back their greatness because they've either been told they can't do it 
or they've seen someone else being told they can't do it and they've given themselves that story. And these days for me, it's so about figuring out the bullshit tapes that are playing in their mind and re- rewriting them, you know, like write your own story, write something that excites you because so many women are like thinking that they're a slave to their circumstances or that they don't get to choose the life they want to live. And, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of people come to me and they feel a little bit like they know what it is they want. They're too scared to say it. And I find that usually by like the third session, they're like, I don't know, they'll have an epiphany. Like they'll be like, I want to be a coach or I want to, you know, work with children or I want to do, you know, they'll, they'll sort of be, I don't know if it's confident enough to say it or if they'll realize it. Maybe it's been sitting in their subconscious mind for a while and it'll finally kind of pop up. But just having like the safe space where they feel like, you know what, I can say what my dreams are and not be judged. And I can have someone who's going to help me kind of work towards them or figure out if it's something that I want to work towards. And I love it. I think that it's just, I think it's so cool. I think women these days can do anything, but we still are dealing with like the repercussions of the last like hundred years of how women have been. And it's going to take time to change it, but it like, it starts with you. If you can change the way you think and feel, and if you can kind of take charge and decide to consciously construct your reality, then that's the first step. You'll inspire other people to do the same. Yeah. You kind of become like the permission slip for other people to admit what they want, take action on what they want. So that's amazing that they can go from not even being able to admit to themselves what they want to actually creating a plan with you and making that life happen. Yeah. And I think there's something about like, I love pretty pictures. I think you and I are really the same. My Instagram's really pretty because I love pretty pictures, but also like, I think when people get down to the core of me, there's no reason why I should have succeeded. I have no upper hand on anyone. I didn't finish school. Like my parents are divorced too. Like there's everything against me that's against other people in the way of self-belief and thinking like, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not thin enough. We don't have enough money. Like all those little, you know, first world, I, I call them like white girl problems. Like, yeah, white girl. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Like they're not big problems, but like I had all them too. And then some, and I was still able to do it. And I think when that normality of like, oh shit, like that girl did it. And she, you know, the biggest thing that I think empowers my clients is the fact that they're like, oh shit, like you retired your husband. Like my husband was in a really big job and we retired him because we decided to consciously construct our reality and him working a stressful job didn't fit in with that. I love you know? that. Yeah. And I love that. So I think that's one of the things that I love about you so much too, is that you aren't trying to be something you're not and you, you will just admit like, you know, you've been there, like people can actually relate. There's some people out there that just have this like shiny veneer and it's like, who can relate to that? Like, I want to know that, you know, I didn't go to college. I went to fashion school, not college, but like, I didn't, I didn't go. I mean, I wasn't good in school. I, my parents were divorced and I feel like that, God, if anything, I feel like being real and authentic about that kind of stuff is going to get you more clients and have more followers and more fans because people can relate. Yeah. And it's like, not like you need the big sob story. Like, I don't think anyone needs the big sob story. If you have one, amazing. There's definitely people that will will relate to it. But I've also had people, you know, clients that are like, I've never had anything bad happen. Like, what do I do? (laughs) (laughs) Why am I sad? Yeah. It's a thing though. I think that like so often these days and, you know, it's so important that we really look at the people who have suffered from really huge things like abuse and, you know, abandonment issues, but there still are people out there who are literally just not in control of their mindset. And it is the majority, like the people that kind of go, I don't feel quite right. Like things, I should be really grateful. Things are pretty good, but I don't feel quite right. And I'm like, we can't just, we can't forget them as well. And like, for me personally, I would find it really hard to deal with people who had been through real trauma and crisis because I can't really relate and I would like to learn how to and that's definitely something in my future but for now I'm like you know what I'm going to help the people that I can help and I feel like it's just it's it's important too you know totally and I think if there was even if there is someone who's like gone through something like that it's like if they find their way to you it was probably like that's amazing anyways yeah yeah I agree so you you started in nutrition. Tell us how nutrition and health plays a role in our happiness. I think in a really big way, food is so 
energetic to me. Like when I look at not only the way people are eating, but what they're eating and the energy that has come from that food, I think that it plays a really big role. So, you know, if you think about if you're eating chicken and like energetically, if that chicken was brought up in a factory farm and it had its beak cut off and it was squashed in with 20,000 other chickens and it died traumatically and it was pumped full of hormones and antibiotics. I mean, when you're eating that, you're not just eating the flesh and getting like some nutrients and probably none. You're also getting the story of that chicken. And I know some people are going to be like, this girl's fucking woo-woo. What is she talking about? But No, my I people believe- are all woo-woo. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the, it's the same with anything. You know, wherever your food came from, it's like how it was treated is super important. And not only how it was treated when it was grown and when it, if it was an animal, how it was raised and if it was, you know, vegetables, how it was grown, but also how you treat it and how you put your energy and love into it. And I just don't think that many people sit around and eat like, um, I'm going to try and think of something in context, like a Hershey's, um, is it like a peanut butter cup? I don't really know American food, but people don't yeah. sit and eat that thinking like, oh my God, this is so nourishing. And I'm going to eat it with love. You know, normally like junk food like that, people scoff it down and it's like there's guilt behind it and it's not a great experience. And I think that, you know, everyone knows what they need to be eating to be healthier. It's like less processed stuff. Don't eat shit in a packet, eat more greens. You know, if you're going to eat meat, eat grass-fed organic like people know what to do I think that it's also thinking to yourself like okay if everything I eat is going to become my cells which it is absolutely every part of your body is made up from the food you eat no exception um and the water you drink obviously but like what what do I want to be in a week three months six months five years whatever it's going to be until this food has become a part of my body what do I want to be made of? Do I want to be made of peanut butter cups or do I want to be made of like freaking organic vegetables that are nutrient dense and full of energy? And I think I know the answer to that for most people. Yeah. And I think it comes down to like, it comes back to the self-love because it's like, are you compassionate about yourself to like treat your body Mm -hmm. right? Are you compassionate about yourself to like put in the extra time? And you know, sometimes I'm not, (laughs) sometimes I guess that's my next question. Like, what do you, what do you say for the person who just feels like they're so busy and like, they can't even like fathom cooking every night? Like what are some like quick tips for like healthy nutrition? Oh my God. Take control. If you're saying you're too busy to cook, that's fine. There are so many options these days. Like even if you can't cook and you're eating microwave meals, find like an organic food service. Like I think we have like at least five I can think of off the top of my head of like meal delivery services. They're made fresh. They're not frozen. Some of them are organic, but like there's not really a great reason to eat unhealthily. Like I'm sure you guys are the same where you know, you can buy a pre-made salad, you can buy like your vegetables pre-chopped to just throw them in the oven and quickly roast them up. You can buy a cooked chicken or something like that. Like there's a lot that you can do. And I think when people focus on, I can't do this, I don't have time for that, then that's what's going to show up for you. But why don't you focus on what you can do? Like, you know what? I can wake up half an hour earlier and just prepare something for lunch. I can turn on the oven as soon as I get home and throw something healthy into it. I can spend my Sunday afternoon making some healthy raw treats. Like we all have 24 hours in a day and there's time and it's about taking control of what you can and can't do, not being a victim. Totally. And I think <laughs> I'm such a victim and I'm like, <laughs> you're right, you're right. I have no excuse. <laughs> but I will say I I eat out a lot, but I do order like the healthy option. I can't, like yeah. I'm, I do pretty well, but I do need to cook more and I'm feeling really motivated now. My, actually my husband, we just were able to retire him as well. So congratulations. Now, thank you. Yeah. So we will have, um, you know, we, we've got the extra manpower around the house. Yes. No excuses. Um, Okay. So thank you for that motivation. I really needed it. Um, So, okay. Next question. Also selfishly, just for me, as someone who loves to drink lots of wine, what advice do you have to create balance? I don't know. I don't understand wine. I actually, I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't, I don't enjoy the taste. And like, I, like I see the memes and I get that like there's something for most people about a glass of wine where it's like, ah, like the day has washed away. Like, 
yeah. especially moms. Moms are like, I can't wait for my 5 p.m. glass of wine. And I'm like, but why? I don't get it. I'm like, I can't wait for my, <laughs> my 5 p.m. piece of chocolate, if anything. But probably the same thing. Um, I think that you can pick your poison. If you really want a glass of wine, just pick the, like the organic wine at least. Yes, and organic look wine. Into, yeah, or, or like look into why you feel like you need to escape from your day and maybe that's something you know kind of look into or another way to treat yourself like maybe it's just the fact that it's like you know I've worked hard today and I would like to have a treat and maybe a bath could be a better idea or you do like a fun online course but I mean my fun is probably different to most people's so do you drink coffee no okay so that was I was gonna say I was gonna say I don't understand coffee like wine I guess yeah but coffee I don't understand because I I'm good to go. Like in the morning, I am good to yeah. go. But I guess for me, like wine is like, yeah, it signifies the day is over. So maybe I just need to have a bath with some maybe. wine. Uh, look, I don't know. I, I can't speak for experience. But yeah, I don't get coffee. I'm like, why? It's yeah, I don't get coffee. I mean, like I like the smell and like I could have like a sip of it and it, the taste is like okay, but I'm like, mm, I'm all right. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. We're strange. <laughs> we're weirdos um okay so you mentioned that you have an ebook treat your taste yes. buds tell us about that it's actually a really funny story I when I started my website and like I said when I started coaching I was all about food and I really romanticized what was going to happen for me when I made it big I was like visualizing you know I'm going to have my own recipe book and I'm like I could see it I could see it in shops I could see like being on the Today Show and being like, I'm cooking on the Today Show and I'm teaching people to be healthy. And anyway, so I decided, okay, well, I'll start off with like an ebook just based around chocolate and sweets, but made healthy because that's what I love. And I love chocolate. I don't do wine or coffee, but I do a lot of chocolate. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I was like, all right, let's start doing this. And, and one thing I realized is that as much as that food side is my passion, the actual execution side, I hated. So I'm like a really intuitive cook. I just go in and I like following a recipe, but I don't really follow measurements or I kind of make it my own. And when I used to make my raw treats, I would just kind of go into the cupboard and be like, okay, I've got that, that, and that. Let's put something together. And I really detested the process of like measuring and writing things down and having to have it perfect and not being able to be um, in flow in the kitchen. And I was like, you know, this isn't for me. So I got through the book um, and the way I kind of got through it was I got a friend to come over. I just cooked and she measured everything. So I would just be like getting stuff and she'd be like, okay, wait, let me measure it quickly. And like doing it that way. And so I got through it with great ease, but I kind of realized that it's one of these things where sometimes your passion isn't necessarily going to turn into your career. And that was something for me. So I ended up with this one beautiful book that I'm obsessed with. I still make, like every week I make something chocolate out of it. And I still love to cook. But yeah, it it kind of stops there, which I found really weird. And I love it. It's like my baby. And it's my reminder that you're allowed to shift and pivot and always change. And every time one of my clients is like, I, you know, I give it to all my clients. And every time one of my clients is making something from it, I say to them, because a lot of my clients work online and have little online businesses. And I say to them, just remember this book. Like when you see it, when you open it on your phone, when you open it on your computer, it's a reminder that you're allowed to change your mind at any moment about who you want to be in that day. So like from a really spiritual perspective, that's where my book is gone. But otherwise, if you want healthy chocolate, you should totally go and buy it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And I love that you said that your passion isn't necessarily your career. Like I, same thing, like went to school for fashion, started a jewelry business, and somehow that turned into coaching. (laughs) So so there's that. (laughs) So how can people get in touch with you? I love Instagram. It's my jam. Um, I like Facebook and just go to my website. My website's fun. So it's I the gratitudeproject.com. It surely is. And then and what's your, where are you on Instagram? It's just gratitude underscore project. And okay. then Facebook, if you just look up the gratitude project, you'll find me. Okay. Amazing. So before we say goodbye, I have a little segment called Manic Moments and Manifesting. So we talk about our last meltdown 
and the last thing that we manifested. So I'll go first and I'll let you think of yours. So okay, okay. I, my manic moment yesterday, I was deathly ill. Like I had food poisoning or something, but I think what it was, I did this like crazy solar plexus meditation. I had this like selenite wand that I bought this like crystal and I was like using it in my meditation and I was moving like my solar plexus energy like up into my heart and like I was like moving everything from my stomach up and then everything from my stomach came up. I was like oh my God growing up like literally all day. It was so insane. And then the craziest thing too. So they say that like when you don't need a certain crystal anymore, it'll break. So that selenite wand broke and I had like just gotten it. And I don't know what happened. I think it fell off my bed, but it like broke in half. And I was like, oh my God, I have like done some real fucking witchcraft. I don't know what I've done. Seriously, that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it was like really wild. But I think I was like ridding myself of some demons, like getting rid of like some necessary stuff. So trying to look at it in a positive way, but I was really melting down in a big way. Oh my God, I love it. Yes. What about you? So my meltdown was I was like, oh, I've got to think. Haven't had a meltdown in a while. My meltdown was actually yesterday. Um, <laughs> I, I have tomorrow. I've got this huge day. I've got like I'm meeting up with some of the girls from the gratitude gang. I've got a bunch of coaching calls. Um, I just had a lot on. I think I've got an interview in the morning. I just got things on. And anyway, my, my VA sent me this message, and she's like, you need to check your emails right now. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then she's like, um, you know, we've dropped the ball. Her and my husband handle all my stuff. They book everything in for me. I'm very unorganized and very creative. So they have to keep me in check. And I live by my calendar. I literally like, if it's not in my calendar, it doesn't exist. It's not a real appointment. If it doesn't, if it's not in there, it's not happening. And yeah. so anyway, they're like, you're, you're actually speaking in an event tomorrow. And I'm like, Oh my God. And I'm checking this email. My poor husband's downstairs. His friend's just got new wheels. I'm like, I've run out to the balcony and I was like, Hugh, did you fucking know about my talk tomorrow? And he's like down there and his friend's like, what? And I'm like, do you know I'm talking at an event tomorrow? And he's like, um, um, oh yeah. And I'm like, look at my schedule. Look at my calendar. And he's like down there and he's like, oh my God, she's freaking out. And I just had one of the, I just, I really, and it's something I really need to work on. I love certainty of like what's coming. Like yeah. I like to have my whole weekend planned out and if oh, something gets thrown I'm off, like it's not exactly the same. I cannot oh my handle God. it. I, just, I need every I, I need to know when everything's oh. happening. It does my freaking head. Like literally I, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, okay, what are we doing today? And I probably need to be more spontaneous, but yeah, it's not gonna happen. And yeah, so I was like, oh my God, like I had to, like the week all planned out. We're going away this weekend for a wedding. And I'm like, oh my God, now I've got this event. And I just, I flipped out and it was fixed in three minutes. He literally came upstairs, moved some stuff around for me. My VA moved some coaching calls. I'm like, it was done. It was so not worth the meltdown, but just, you know, when you just, I had like a diva moment where I was like, this shit shouldn't be happening. Like yeah. what is going on? You guys are meant to handle this. I'm really, I'm, and again, something I need to work on. I'm really bad with like incompetence. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I take things like that sometimes as not an oversight, but I'm like, how did you not notice you? Like how? And the yeah. poor guy, he's like, try. <laughs> like, so how did you sorry. pull it together? So you were speaking at an event. Did you have to like prepare your... So it's tomorrow and I still don't know what I'm speaking about. Oh. So there, Hugh's going to um, figure it out today. Okay. And for me, you know what? Again, it was just checking in with myself and being like that meltdown served me for sure. The only reason I had that meltdown was because I felt like a need was being met. And I, when things like that happen, I have to look and go, okay, well, what was being met, what need was being met. My need for significance was really being met. Me being like, I'm, you know, I've got this event and oh my God, now I'm stressed, feel sorry for me. That was being met tenfold. And I, that's not something that I feel I want to be a big part of my life is significance in that way. Um, So I had to check myself and I had to apologize to my poor husband who was like, it's fixed, it's fixed. I'm like, I know, I freaked out, I'm sorry, but... (laughs) Yeah, it's you know what I, I think I love the meltdowns because it's like you kind of get an insight into 
you know, I, I always think that what shows up when you're stressed or something happens or things go the wrong way is what you really need to work on. And so for me, I was like, okay, that's, that's what shows up. That's what needs to be worked on like immediately. Yeah, that's so true. And again, that comes like full circle to what we were talking about in the beginning is like looking at yourself and being like, okay, what do I need to work on? Not what does my husband yeah. need to work on or what does. For yeah. sure. For totally. sure. And then manifest, am, am I talking about something I manifested? Yeah. What did you, I, I, yeah, basically I, the only thing that I manifested in my manic moment are the same, but I manifested losing five pounds on account of the food sickness. So I'm good. Awesome. <laughs> that is meant to be for some reason, right? <laughs> um, no, I, I had this whole thing. We've been trying to sell my car. Um, I, we had two cars and we only need one. And I had this whole thing where I was like, life will just be easier when this car is gone. I was like, financially, it was a big drain. I was like, that payment every month was really doing my head. And we sold it. And literally the day after it went, oh, like money just started pouring in. Not like, oh, I'm a millionaire throwing dollar bills. But like all of a sudden I got like, two different contracts for two jobs that were pretty big deals. And like, you know, things just started coming in. And I was like, I totally decided that that was going to happen because I kept saying to myself, things are just going to be easier when this car's gone. I was really yeah. stressed about it and it went and I manifested jobs. I Amazing. I really funny. I like, I'm All the money. So oh, I'm like, I made space. I made space for it. That's totally what it is. Cleared the energetic space for the money. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I'm all about that life. Amazing. So it has been so great to have you. You gave so many amazing tips for everyone. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to talk to you. Of course. So tell us again one more time where we can find you. So Instagram, I'm at gratitude underscore project. Facebook, just search the gratitude project. And my website is the dash gratitude dash project dot com. And yeah, send and me a message we'll, and show me some love. I love talking to people. I'm yes, big on connection. Yes. Reach out to her. And also I, um, you mentioned that you want to treat everyone to the ebook so I can post a link. You're all getting treat your taste buds. So yeah, enjoy it. I'm ready to treat my taste buds. You guys all need to make the bliss balls. They're the absolute like rock star of the book. And everyone who makes them is like, I don't need unhealthy chocolate anymore. So go nuts. Amazing. I can't wait. Okay. Thank you again so much. And we will definitely stay connected. Yay. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for being a chill chakra girl and tuning in to Chakra Girl Radio. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. You can find more info on chakras and on Amber Lee at thechakragirlco.com. And follow all the glam and grounded goodness on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Chakra Girl Co. Amber Lee loves engaging with her listeners, so DM her anytime.